which once again, George Lucas telling us, hey, you can forgive colonialism. And it's like, no, the only way we can forgive it is if you repair the fucking damage. Right. So it's like, that's the only, so I'm only forgiving Ky- Kylo Ren. Oh, all right, cool. You did that. Use your force powers to rebuild the Jedi Temple that you destroyed. Use all the influence you have and the resources to repair all the damage you've done galaxy wide. And then you're still not good. Then we'll talk about giving you some citizenship somewhere and living a normal life. You know what's crazy about about that? Like, Anakin, like, destroyed the Jedi Temple, but, like, he did it with, like, a bunch of stormtroopers. Like, Kylo Ren did that shit by himself. He just pulled up. He just, like, he, like, killed everybody in there and he blew the shit up. Luke was gone and Kylo was like, yeah. Sorry, like goddamn, like Luke one man, like like, <laughs> like this shit was on fire. Like <laughs> my nigga Luke came back. You ever seen the meme of the black dude with the? He's just like, damn, Luke came back. Damn, god damn, damn. damn. god damn, god damn, That was straight up Luke, bro. And I'm, when and they I, broke his TV, yeah. My man, my man, like left. <laughs> my man, dead was like, nah, I can't do this no more, Yoda. Yoda sitting there like, come on, man. And Luke's like, oh, I mean, what about you? Yeah, remember when, remember when Pops killed them younglings? You wasn't around. Yeah, fuck all this bullshit, man. I see why you left in the first place. Gone. <laughs> Ray come back like, nah, I ain't with all that shit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. When it got right. me one time, and I would literally fix this. And Luke the bad this. guy for that shit. I'm I know, like, literally. That's that's a lot. It's like, it's literally, how you gonna make me hate Luke? My man's going through it, bro. I do like that movie, though. Anyways, if you're just tuning in, um, Hi. <laughs> just I'm your host Logan, and this is the Star Milk and Toast Wars podcast. is George Lucas trying to sell you that colonialism can be forgiven for nothing, which it cannot be. You need to repair that fucking damage you did. Sorry. I wait. I have to introduce you first, and then you get to say that. No, I, I said it already. I'll All just... right. I'm your host Logan, and this is the Milk and Toast podcast. I'm here with my best friend Mitch. Say hi to the people, Mitch. Uh, cause I'm sore. Good to see y'all. Jesus. Okay. Anyways, we were just talking about colonialism and Star Wars. I guess. Yeah, that's wasn't the conversation, but it came upon me no. in the moment. No. And like, it's when you think about it, it's literally George Lucas being like, "You can forgive the most terrible of acts for nothing." Find the kindness in your heart and forgive a person who committed genocide against a billion lives. They're not doing the, anything to the, fix they, it, but you know, they're they're right now. They yeah, there's too <laughs> many like he has to chill with how many people like die in Star Wars. Like like No chill. No chill, like, bro. I think it's because like the explosion's real big, you're like, oh shit. But you don't think about like if like somebody just blew up, Earth, up a planet. Exactly. Like, there's like billions of <laughs> Bro, yeah. billions upon billions of lives, bro. Good gone. people, Snuffed bad out. people. It didn't matter. It's just they gone. Dead. And then like you blow up a desert star. It's like a billion people are gone there. Okay. And you once blow- again, I told Logan this bullshit everywhere. I don't give a fuck about the people working on the Death Star, whoever the fuck they were. But he brought up a very valid point that there were prisoners on the Death Star, which is true. And I do feel bad for them. Those are actual casualties of war. But everybody else on the Death Star, fuck all of them. The fuck is he talking about? Like, sorry, Death Star was too high a risk to keep like if we if there was an opportunity to have everyone escorted off or like take them away before we blew it up, sure, of course I would choose that. But wasn't no option like that, and we need to get rid of Death Star. 
some of them motherfuckers are gonna have to go. And by some, I mean all of them, because it just started blew up and everybody. No, I get it. It's just so, I don't know. It puts a bad taste in my mouth for some reason. As it should. Don't don't get me wrong. It doesn't mind too. Should I, should I feel bad? Well, like, am I wrong? I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. I didn't feel bad at first because we're at war, and if I'm at war and you're truly the enemy, like there is no mercy, and like I got to destroy you for the greater okay, good or whatever. Con. <laughs> I just well, you know, like. I didn't mean it in that way because I'm not talking conquest. I'm talking like if because you know the rebels, they're they're you know like, morally if I gotta right burn resistance. Burn up a horde of horses and let them run through your town to burn it down. Then so be it. Like it's just like <laughs> wait, what? You know, well, whatever. No, I would never be that crazy. But nonetheless, like at first, I didn't feel bad because I was like, fuck them. They're implicit to the fucking damage that they're doing they know what they're doing they know they work on the death star they know that they're oppressing an, an entire galaxy but how so, many fins were on the death star see and that's the thing that i don't know but honestly i don't think any because they would have like went through a fin story or something like that or tried to no, a lot of the, or probably died they were probably a more lot of fins, but, but a they lot died. of stormtroopers were conscripted i know some of them and the ones that were like finn they probably died because what's her name like whatever her name was you know uh, brianna toth but star wars like she probably found them and killed them. And you like, know her name? I don't know. You know Brianna everybody. I, I forget her her the actress's name because she's a really good actress. Oh Played no! Brianna I thought Tarth. you yeah. were talking about the um the, the black the black girl from the no last no movie. no. I'm talking about the the um Finn's technical general um general the one who ran like Kylo Ren's second in command. Mm-hmm. She wore oh, the, yeah, the yeah, special yeah. armor. I don't like, know what she did. Like, she um, like you know she was. Commander, I mean the was general she? of. She was the general of the fleet. Otherwise, I mean oh, he was okay. in command, but she coordinated everything. They just made like a weird character. And ha- yeah, gave her a like job. she was the job. Title. They gave yeah. her a job because she was in Game of Thrones. Maybe, but I'd I'd give Brandon Tarth the job. Like, all right. I didn't mean <laughs> the, that in a weird the way. way. You, you, you were waiting like, at me. The way you said it was like. I know, but I and the way you looked at me, I was like, "There's nothing like, weird respect, about that statement, bro." Respect. It was just saying, like, I give Brandon Tarth the job just because, like, you know, in Game of Thrones, people would look at Brandon Tarth, and she was like a Brand of Toth. I'm excuse me, and she was like, people would look at her and be like, "Yeah, she failed to protect the people that she was charged with protecting." Yeah, but it's like literally no. She was the only person dealing with extremely, extremely rare circumstances. And yet still surviving. That's an excuse. And carrying her duty. That's an I mean, excuse. My nigga, a witch birthed a blood magic shadow demon <laughs> that no one could stop. And like, even if you had been there, even if Rita Tarth had been there, she wouldn't have been able to stop said demon. I think... Had she known earlier, maybe, but, but then like... what we're know. saying is basically she just has so much bad luck. Yeah. See, I don't but want her around nice. me then. Like, I don't... Like, I can't... Like, but she don't have resume, like... When she's signing up for the job to to bodyguard me, I'll be like, "Listen, like, yeah, you lost. Like, how many? It's like, you, no, you're but it was real big, shadow magic. and I appreciate your fighting skills, but you cannot be on this team because you gonna get me killed. Like, your karma for some reason is all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and if we go down the line, that her family line, I imagine there's some details on that. But you know, I mean, she beat the hound. She did. She, she kicked his ass. She didn't kick his ass. It was a good fight, but like nah, I didn't expect her to him win. Up. She, she threw him down a mountain. End. I know, I know. At the end, but <laughs> but at first I was scared. I was like, "Yo, damn!" I was like, "Brand, like I know you're strong, but the hell, strong as fuck, bro." And then she was she like, "Nah, him like, I got heart." She fought him like she was two men. Yo, like she, she was. Like, that, I got heart, motherfucker. Yeah, I got 
heart. <laughs> Mitch, I would even go like you said she got a heart, but like she beat him like she was good, like she had time. Like she had time so, today. Nah, you make it you make it sound way too easy. I <laughs> wish it looked that easy, but it was not an no, easy fight. No, she like just persevered through. She's strong, of course. He should have done a lot shit. better in that fight, and she was what do you mean? Fu- she fucked him up. Okay, no. Now I'm confused because why would he why should he have done better? Because his power level in the show is like he's like one oh of like my the, god yeah like oh my god no he's oh like comes god. from like the two people in the show that are like unbeatable and no, then like that, well like the only person that he's supposed to really be able to beat him is his brother i know that is true that is and true. so like she came in and she's like nah motherfucker <laughs> like not today <laughs> i would have lost too much for I, this shit right I here i got time yeah, a lot of anger in You don't know bones. how much I've been hurting. You on some bullshit today. All I told you is let me have a start, child. You won't be on some bullshit. So if you if you need like somebody to kick somebody's ass, she's good. Yeah, she's But if you that. need somebody to to like protect your life, don't don't pick her. I would like, still trust Brianne. I'm just gonna make sure I dead. have some you end I'm up just dead. gonna make sure I have some court magicians around. You gonna have some sage? You need some sage. Fuck yeah, like absolute. <laughs> Like no shadow demons coming to what fuck out of here with that shit. To be honest, what's his name? The the king, I forget Robert's brother. Um, I forget his name, but like it's his dumbass fault. He ain't had no court magicians around. Magicians? Yeah, you need you need some type of sorcerer or some around. Like, what you mean? You got to be protected by all outcomes. To be honest, everybody's fucking up. The thing is about that show though, like it's it like they they are going from a time where like. They don't have dragons anymore, so they don't believe in magic anymore, which is weird. But like, you know, that like that's the that's the story. So it's like people who are like almost disconnected from their own like mysticism yeah. and religion in a that way. Was actually which is kind of a good allegory for like today, reverse. you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, Star Wars though. Yeah, I didn't I just I didn't realize it before, but yeah. And I guess that would show up in many places. There always is that and you know, with with certain types of white people specifically, there is always that like, yo, we got to get over and through things. And they don't understand. Black people are always like, yeah, so here's how you could do that for us. Mm. And then white people are like, well, you know, and it's like, no, this is Wait, the only way it works. Let me say it like this. Where this conversation started, because we got away from it, but like. Oh, yeah. Finding me, redeemable characters that yeah, are black. Where this conversation started was we were talking about redemption arcs. Yep. And redemption arcs for certain characters. And like you bring up a good point when like white people are like, we gotta get through some stuff, like how they use their characters to do that. But mm-hmm. like to me, there comes a certain type of hubris that comes with it, which is like if you keep showing like white people that are like villains, like horrible white people like do horrible shit. And then we keep excusing them of that horrible shit that they're doing. There comes a point where I think the message is that no matter what white people do, there's always forgiveness or all of their actions are okay in a, in a way. They're forgivable in a way. Like it doesn't matter how many people you kill. doesn't matter what rampage you went on. As long as you show that you have sorrow and you're sorry for your actions, then that means that, you know, everything could be all right. And like you would look and you would say, well, Logan, what's wrong with that? What was wrong with that is that I don't live in a world like that with my yeah, black ass. You know what I mean? Exactly. So like nobody's like it don't matter like if I kill one person, if I think about killing somebody, like there is no like redemption arc for me. Like they don't want that. 
unless their redemption arc has to do with somebody, some white savior picking me up, like Sandra Bullock coming in and like changing my life around and putting me in uh, polo shirts and some shit like that. Like nobody give a fuck about me. Right. You're not civilized until you get the touch. Yeah. Until you get civilized through like whiteness or whatever. So it's like. That 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 that's the problem I have with a lot of redemption arcs is that like we're doing this thing like whether it's like Kylo Ren or it's like who's another one that I just had one on the top of my head that well, is just egregious, Negan. huh? You brought up Negan. You brought up Negan. Negan, I think, is a better example of a good redemption arc, even though it is from a white character standpoint. And even though, like, he does take out one of the favorite characters because, like, they follow an arc where, like, Negan has to go through trials of redemption. You know what I mean? Like, but so often what happens is you have a character. He's bad. He does bad shit. Now, oh, the Joker. That was the other one I was thinking of. Like, oh. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. It's like, oh, I haven't seen it still, but. Well, like, basically, it's supposed to be like a prequel story of like the Joker's origins. You know, it's a type of Joker origin story. But like, the whole surrounding story is that there's this person and they're severely mentally ill and the system has failed them. And the movie claims that it's not like, it's not like excusing his actions, but it kind of is in a way because like he ends up being the hero at the end of the story. Oh, you know what, what I mean? Yeah, you have to watch it. But like, yeah, I'm gonna have a, to see that and the, figure that out. He huh? does end up being the person that like is celebrated at the end of the movie. You know what I mean? He gets locked up and put away and stuff, and then it's like, oh, this is the Joker. You know, blah blah blah. Mm. You know, but. The way the movie normalizes his actions is is just indicative of how a lot of writers write characters who are horrible and who just happen to be white a lot of the time. You know, I don't get a lot of like one redemption arc you brought up that was a good one, but this is written by a black person is like the one in Diary of a Mad oh, Black yeah, Woman. Oh yeah, the husband. I forget. The Y'all husband. know his name. Y'all know his face. We don't I, gotta. I don't know you his know. name. But I don't like, know his name, but we know, know the face. I'll look it up. I'll look it up because he's a good actor. But you, he you is a good going. actor. But going. like, that's a good redemption arc there. But like, because well, we, this, that's only because he not, suffers. There's not. Yeah, that's because he suffers that's and he, he has suffers. To, and not only through does he suffer, but he has to like learn the errors of his ways, his ways exactly. and like he has to actually because then, that's how it's supposed to work and then at the end he still doesn't get back with his wife either like and has does, to accept that like yeah that's not he doesn't get rewarded for his redemption either because redemption should not be about it's what not we about can, you getting it's not reward. yeah it's not about what we can do for this character and a lot of the times what happens in these redemption arcs is that the question gets asked not only how does this character go from bad to good, but what can we do for this character to mm-hmm. like ease their pain and stuff when the character itself should be more focused on what it can do to alleviate or undo the pain that they have done. Right. Like, like we've, we were talking about Kylo Ren earlier and like, that's not a situation in which somebody deserves a, a redemption arc. You Steve know? Harris. Steve Harris, yeah, from Diary of My Black Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You horrible, horrible last husband, but proper yeah, example bad. of how redemption works. But that, yeah, that's a good redemption arc, you know? And we just don't, we don't do that. And then like, there's a lack of thought that comes into like what it is we're trying to say. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. So that, that's, that's what I had on the brain. That's what I was thinking about is just that we need to think about what type of stories we are allowing to be consumed. And there is a reason why, like there's a lot of, no, it, I mean, these are the stories that, you know, other than ourselves that children will watch and it'll help them, you know, form their moral patterns and, and what should be right, what should be wrong, mm-hmm. how things should work. And there's this like attitude, especially in America, white America, of course, that's just like, yeah, I mean, cause, and, it, and it's so horrible because they play off the, the fact that you're supposed to forgive someone. Yeah, which is true. But you forgive someone for you, not necessarily for them. Right. And the other thing is, it's like, well, if you're going to forgive them, they still need to do better. Yeah. Like forgiveness isn't your excuse to go on. Like forgiveness. And be like, keep doing some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, I forgive you. That doesn't mean that you are absolved. Like forgiveness isn't absolvement. Like It doesn't yeah. mean that you're no longer culpable or you're no longer responsible for the harm you did and i think people really misconstrue that idea a lot of the time when they're like oh please forgive me what they're looking for isn't for forgiveness what they're looking for is absolution they're looking for please give me a way to like not feel bad for this shit anymore please give me a way to like you know feel not feel how i feel about this anymore Mm -hmm. so i can move on and Mm -hmm. that's not that's not how your redemption is for you. Like forgiveness is for me, but redemption is for you. Right. That's how that's supposed to work. Right, right, right. Even if you never talk to the person you hurt ever ever again. Exactly. It's going to suck, but you, you did the things you did. Yes. And that sucks for somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and it doesn't even necessarily mean that 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 would be the outcome. Cause you know, sometimes for real forgiveness happens and then, the people who had that issue, they end up working together or end up loving each other, some shit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the way that happened at the end of the Star Wars film, I didn't like. But that usually happens. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's not even like always going to be some like dark karma retribution. But if it does end up that way for you, you also have to accept it. Yeah. It just is what it is, man. That's what a redemption arc really is. Um,. Let's talk about uh, porn addictions, because you. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't forget, man. Well, you know, it's just like sometimes I wonder, cause you know, I uh, I met someone. Okay. You know what I mean? And we getting a little sexually active and stuff like that. But I'm finding myself like not as into her as I should be. And so I talked to my therapist about it. And so like she's saying like it's not the the worst thing, not the biggest deal, but you know, you like need to cut back. And so, you know, that's her perspective, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas my perspective was like, holy shit, like my brain's infested. And then why did you, that go why did your brains go straight to No, I mean not brain. before I talked to her. It's just cuz that's just how I am and I'd be like, fuck, man. And it's like it's like, I like, I like, you know, content like that, you know, lewd content, you know, women porn. feeling comfortable, porn, expressing themselves, stuff like that. Love all that content. But nonetheless, you know, in America, like sex is sold so readily. 
like sex is used to sell readily mm-hmm. you know what i mean and now porn is so available to us whereas before that wouldn't have been the case for someone like in the 60s and i just think that that makes a change in you otherwise and i imagine it affects other parts of my life too because you know i'm antisocial. i don't go out as much and sometimes i don't make as much effort to pursue women as i could there's other reasons for that as well, of course, and more important reasons. But like at the same time, I also feel that's sometimes a part of the reason that I don't figure out how how I can better like approach women without making it uncomfortable for them, because that's the real problem. You don't want to just pull up on someone on the street and then they're like, yo, I don't know you because that's weird. Right. But nonetheless, you could figure out how to navigate that in some fashion. And sometimes maybe you don't do that. What happened like, that made you feel like there was something wrong with the relationship though in terms of me and the girl the girl yeah oh no so it's it's just been me but also like there could also and that's another thing i spoke with therapists about because i'm on medication so there could be some other things going on but Mm -hmm. like like i'm not i wasn't really like holding erection as well as i i usually would which is like concerning to me because that's never been a problem but there's a lot going on in my life right now, so I'm not trying to like take it serious. Mm. But that's why I even brought it up to myself in the first place and was like, hmm, this so is you, a real thing. You thought it was like the porn that made you like not perform as well. And in some sense, yeah. And I was like, is that is that the case? You know what I mean? And it could be. After all, it changes it changes your perception of what you're kind of like interested in or into which i never thought was a problem to me because like what i like in real life is literally what i'm watching in porn you know what i mean in terms of like the the variety of women i i'm aesthetically attracted to you know what i'm saying and so i just it made me think about it but then you know now i'm on medication as well and therapist and doc are like yeah there there are side effects sometimes and Mm -hmm. i'm like bro so so then the problem Isn't the porn? Well, we're not like entirely sure, uh-huh. but I still feel as if I might be better off without maybe. And I wonder if some other people feel that way as well. Because I mean, majority you feel like men, you... but some women too. Hmm? Sorry. Do you feel like you watch an excessive amount of porn? Like what would be like an excessive amount for you? Well, ex- excessive would be like if like I'm doing something like three to five times a day i'm watching porn for no reason every day that's a lot yeah that's a lot right that's excessive so i'm not doing anything like that but you know i have you know ups and downs times change and stuff as i as i go well i say I that's a on. lot but you know to me that's that how you be live. a lot to, yeah yeah, yeah, not, it, this yeah isn't about judging or shaming anyone but from my perspective that seems like it would be a lot that's a lot for your lifestyle let's say like yeah that. you know what i mean because yeah, okay. like if because you have to make that time unless like you just, <laughs> unless like you just like going quick <laughs> like well that's a lot of time out time. of your day you know what i'm saying three to five unless you just like just you just busting quick and then you get right back to it and it's like yeah it was three times but all in a span of 20 minutes best 20 minutes of my life okay like all right i guess if it only takes up 20 minutes of your time well, you but i imagine it takes like, a lot of time i don't think you have to like masturbate every time you watch porn oh well I'm not the type to just watch porn without masturbating. Without and a I purpose? Guess, I guess some people are. I, I forget to I forget to think about that. Yeah, there are people who just like to watch porn. I like seeing 
I watch like lewd content, which isn't necessarily nudity and stuff. I like I like seeing some of that. That but porn, like no, if if it isn't for the express purpose to climax, like I'm not really watching it. Me personally. Do you feel like you have an addiction to porn? Well, not like hard body addiction, but I did want to beg the question just as a person holding myself accountable. Because mm. as as a man, I want to hold myself accountable to the problems that I feel like I may be having. And so I was checking in with people, you know, specifically my therapist to talk about it. So no, it's not an addiction. I don't, I don't put porn ahead of anything happening in my life that's more important like my family friends career stuff like that never right. so no but nonetheless like it's become like this normalized part of my life and i just wonder about its effects on me you know what i'm saying because i one it was just embarrassing you know what i'm what i'm saying because i never want to uh-huh. i never want that to be the case with any woman no matter whether i'm really attracted to you or not as attracted to you regardless if like we come together and want to have sex. It should be an enjoyable experience. And I want to do my best for you at that. So it was just like, I had to wonder because that, that hadn't happened before. I don't know. I mean, I get it. You're, we're young people, but like, you know, you don't got to get it up every time. Yes, you do. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but Logan, for, for me and the way my mind and the way it's been, like I do, it's like, yes, you do. That's that's that's, toxic, that's, that's who that's, I am. That's, 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 but that's who I am, and I don't. Guys, and I don't mean like. And I'm not saying that I'm holding stop anyone putting their whole life in their dick. Like I'm not. It's just because it's not about it. It's not about like, my whole me. life. Like I'm like because that is, is you. Me. That is me, and that's not my whole life. But in terms of in terms of that aspect, how I feel about life in that aspect, like if I'm getting ready to do that, I want to be. I'm saying it gave you a whole existential crisis. Only a. Not like too bad, but like a little bit. It's only a little existential. Only a little existential. Not not like heavy existential. So don't feel like too bad. Only a little bit. Listen. And not- it isn't it isn't like on some toxic masculinity bullshit. Keep in mind, Logan. I'm not. No no no, Logan. No 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 no, Logan. Because this has never happened to me before. So this isn't me going like, oh, that's how I'm supposed. It's not just me going. That's how it's supposed to be. I'm that nigga. It's me going. I'm concerned for my health as a man. <laughs> That was what's important. Nah, that shit happens, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? But for me, like, I was like, like it just what is going... It scares the shit out of me, bro. <laughs> it's still scaring the shit out of me, bro. And But it's also it's also hampering what Have could... you never had, like, a, a, a time... Like, uh, this has happened to me. You never had, like, a time where... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to throw myself in here because I feel like... Yay! Yeah, I feel like you're, like offering a lot and i'm not helping you know i just be transparent no more i know you are but like i feel like i should be a good friend like (laughs) (laughs) this is ultra personal shit i just like no i know i know and you know funny enough when i brought up the conversation i forgot that this would happen and was like oh shit i gotta i gotta talk about why i brought this up in the first place (laughs) (laughs) but no you ever have it happen to you where like not where you're like with somebody else, but just for yourself. It's just like, uh, I don't want, like, he's just like on break. He's like, nah, I'm, I'm not working today. Well, in terms of when I masturbate, no. That's crazy. Logan, I'm not even, so once again, oh, no, no, not once again, but I'm literally. But you this do isn't, eat well. You work out and shit and I'm like, I mean, you know. well, and I do live a particular lifestyle. This isn't me trying to brag. Once again, this is concern. I was concerned because like, this is a new feeling. I haven't had it like this no, I, I've never had an issue really holding an erection for anyone. Now, whether the sex was good or not is a different conversation. But in terms of me being able to, like, 
be ready to perform that that hadn't really been like an issue for me to deal with before that's crazy you got a great like like a fortunate sex life because sometimes i, I just be turned to fuck off like sometimes like no that you're not doing anything for me like I don't, and, i'm not in, I'm you know picky. that's like, no, I'm I get that. Picky. And that, that's what I'm wrestling with right now. Cause, you know, I like said person. I, I thought I was mostly attracted to her, but it could be me being real with myself, maybe. And, you know, maybe man's downstairs is like, nah, Mitch, this ain't cutting it no more. Like, which or you is, could which is, not be, be the into there. Yeah, I know. And that, and that's what I'm, but like, remember, I, cause, and once again, this is just, I was really concerned. Cause like that usually was an issue. If, if I take the time to get to know you, if I'm attracted to you in some capacity, mm-hmm. whether you're like attend to me, if if we want to use a bullshit number scale or like you're a, a five that I was like, I just want to do this. Regardless, if I'm attracted to you in some capacity, I'm going to want to have sex with you and I'm not going to have an issue performing. And so for this instance, and, you know, I don't really want to put it on her because I don't I don't really think it's her. You That's know, once again, holding myself somebody accountable. You don't feel like. If you're not like no, excuse me, because I I do agree with you. So no, I'm I'm not. When I said I'm not putting on her, mm-hmm. it's because I'm saying like it's me, it's me thing. Like yeah. you know, maybe I was an intern and I have to accept that. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, that's what I meant. So yeah, my okay. fault. But yeah, like it was a concern, <laughs> straight up concerning. And you know, branching out into another conversation in in terms of men's health, because you know I am going to be uh-huh. thirty, and you know men do have to like be comfortable having those conversations and accepting those truths. But, you know, it's hard because sometimes people, you know, get into situationships, we can say, and like you feel you owe somebody something or they owe you something when nobody owes anybody anything. You know what I'm saying? And and you'll you'll do stuff or act a certain way because you feel you think like you should. But like, no, nah, you got to do all that. You got to you got to be real with yourself and accept like if this isn't something you're feeling and you don't like it. You you have to choose you in a sense and just be real about that with yourself and then be real about that with um, the other person. I was you know thinking I mean? about that today that like men don't really talk about what like their sexual boundaries are like they don't because they don't really explore that side of yes, themselves a lot. Absolutely. There's true. not a lot of introspection and in what you don't like as mm-hmm. what like we're always called to like like sex and we're always mm-hmm. called to like everything about sex so that means no matter who we're with we're called to like what they have to give us and that's not that's not, not necessarily the case, no. the case because everybody as an individual has different wants and needs mm-hmm. that have to get taken care of especially when it comes to sex and so we get into this thing where like so that's why like Ask you, I'm like, well, maybe you're just not into this person Which the is way you thought point. you were. Yeah, because, absolutely valid. Because you don't need to like everybody. You know what I mean? Right. And right. like, we're always pressured, I think, as men to like, if you have a woman in front of you, like, it should be on. Like, you know what I mean? And that's not always the case, you know? And like, not, even if they're yeah. attractive to you, doesn't mean they're attractive to me. And even if I think they're attractive, doesn't mean I find them attractive in that way. Like, sex is complicated. Word. Like, there's a lot of factors involved when it comes to sex that don't just have to do with me, man, me, have dick, put it in you. Like, it, it has a lot more to do, like, psychologically. It's a lot... It's a, it's a lot to put on to ourselves. Absolutely. And like that, you know, we started a conversation with like porn addiction and stuff. And it's funny because like, 
okay i just had to check my mic because i was like am i talking yeah, sorry yeah. anyways yeah. <laughs> we yeah. we talk, we started with like porn addiction and it's funny because like we were going to talk about this last week but we didn't have time but mm-hmm. like i sent you those videos where like one video was like a guy he had a whole ted no. talk yep. Yep, yep. he had a whole ted talk about how like this is a problem. Like the like this like porn addiction is a is a problem, and this is something that you know happens to men, and that like you know it affects their their sexual performance and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we had I had another video where somebody said the the exact opposite, and he was like, "Yeah, this is not real." Like, like well, you know, he's like was, porn it was, addiction it was very isn't specific. real. Let, let's get you into know? that because there was some specific things it, that that were said afterwards. It, once you just. Once you look past just the headlines, yeah, because I ended up agreeing with both of them, yeah, because you know I'm still formulating my perspective on it as well. But it's like the first dude was just like, let's not treat it as if it's a medical crisis, right. which is fair, yes, exactly, which is fair. Let's not treat it like it's a medical crisis, like, like it's a medical addiction or some. You're not, yeah. you're not, you know, off off some heroin, actually physically addicted. You know right. what I mean? So we shouldn't treat it like that, and we should be willing to have the conversation on how porn could be used or or and you should be talking to your partner because that is what's important and that's what he was stressing you know what i mean you know based off of that let me before you go go further with just that though like i feel like a lot of that comes from this idea that like like i was just saying like we don't talk about what you actually like so like Mm -hmm. when he was saying that like how do you put porn into your life Mm -hmm. and how do you and your partner use porn like a lot of that is a conversation you have with your partner about like what you like and what's your what do you like that's and if you're keeping that away from your partner you're making mentally a division in your head about sex yeah you know what i mean like you're you're separating sex from your partner and separating it from your like actual like sexual preferences and likes Mm -hmm. and stuff and so that schism i feel like leaves a lot of room for confusion in the body when it comes to like is this what i like am i getting everything i i want out of it and that can be like exhausting you know what i mean which could lead to those problems where it's like I didn't get it up tonight or like, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Because it's like going through it right now and it's just blowing my mind because I I didn't see myself experiencing those things. Mm -hmm. And it's just I'm just like, wow, what is what is happening? What changes are going on? But in in terms of going back to the video, the other dude. So first dude was just like, let's not treat like a medical crisis. Let's communicate. That's what's important. So it's not that necessarily porn is the main issue here. It's that there's a lack of communication and and as you just said, Mm -hmm. and what people want. And then the other dude on the TED talk was just like, all right, but there are some things we got to talk about here because where it may not be like a physical addiction, like, you know, you need some Narcan or something. There's obviously something going on mentally where you could either have some blocks, motivational issues, things of that nature. And that's why I said once again, like, shit, I wanted to be on one side of this, Mm -hmm. but like I can understand where they're both coming from on one side, have experienced it because I I am the type to communicate as best as I can, at least I hope. Um, you know, what I mean, communicate to my partners, listen to my partners as best as I can, you know, and I hope in choosing a partner that I'm finding someone that I'm attracted to because who who goes and purposely commits time to being with someone they're not attracted to 
whether it be physically or mentally or otherwise. And for me, like I, me, I need I, a good I've combination. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So, and, and no shame. Some dudes might as well. <laughs> He's like, who does that shit? I'm like, oh, me. <laughs> well, sometimes we, let's, let's, we don't have to be mean about it, but we do as people, men and women, we have certain standards for ourselves, not necessarily, mm-hmm. we won't talk about the effect society has on our standards, but we all have standards. And sometimes, sometimes we go a little below it because we're down bad or no, it's not, see it's thing, not you know a standard saying? thing. It was like, for me, at least it's me. It was me like exploring if I even liked the things that I liked. Ah, you know so what I mean? experimenting. Okay. Yeah. So it okay. was like, you know, I wanted to step out of my comfort zone and like date people who I traditionally would not would have it. dated. Okay. You know, like looking at people who, I probably didn't find initially attractive, but then like being like, you know, let me talk to this person. Like this person wants to date me and they want to talk to me. Let me talk to them. Let me give them a chance so that like, not like give them a chance, but like, let me actually give them the time of day to figure out if I like somebody who's like this, what type of person this is, what type of like, thing that I might find attractive about them because I feel like if you never like do that for yourself like some people yeah you can do that like never do that for yourself and like be fine but for me I needed to like I wanted to make sure that I explored myself as much as I could you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so so like that was like something I did for a little while where I was like you know let me talk to people who I probably normally would not have talked to you know what I mean so yeah, like I like yeah. So you date somebody who maybe even you think isn't attractive physically, but like now you've like found like there are things that you find attractive about them later on, you know. And that has happened to me. You know what I mean? Okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, so I in one capacity in my head I try to do that because like. For me, it was a it was a long path in terms of truly being the person who like goes after for what he wants upon it uh, unapologetically, because mm. you know I'm empathetic, so and I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings because I'm because the fact is I actually respect women and respecting women means respecting them whether you want to sleep with them on some level or not. You right. Know what I'm saying so I wasn't I was growing up like shit. You know this this woman's really nice to me and she's feeling me and I'm like. But I don't want to like hurt her feelings and stuff like that. You know, when you're real mm-hmm. young and you have to kind of like as harsh as it sounds, because all you do in a situation like that is you don't give your all. Mm-hmm. So if you're not feeling someone, even if they are feeling you, which we end up learning eventually at some point, some sooner than others, me a little bit later. But, you know, just got to be be real about it. So like it it took me a little bit. And now that I'm there, like I thought I was good, you know, go after, you know, what you like what what you're capable of actually like getting with because you know dating doesn't always work out in your favor or whatnot uh-huh. and then usually it was just this enjoyable experience but you know now for like the first time in my life like i am and so on one level you still are right because it is concerned but you was like um you know what's up with men trying to live through their dicks and on one level, I never thought that way because I never had to. And now I'm just like, shit, can I not live through my dick anymore? <laughs> 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 for real, for real, on one level. And, and I'm realizing that must be what men, you know, experiencing um, erectile dysfunction go through. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, just testosterone levels dropping and stuff like that. And I never thought about it before. 
and that's the conversation we need to have too like how do we actually confront that you know but that's also a lot when i said that what i mean is like that's a lot of pressure to put on your dick you no, know what and, I mean? and on some level like i get i get what you're saying and because you know it's like and you were right as well, because, you know, we're expected to be sexual. And it's like men are sexual. And it's only once the involvement of a woman comes in a place where we explore sensuality, not mm. sexuality, sensuality and get it all. Yeah. You know, I'm about to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. about to hide the best. We're going to do things you ain't never done before. But it's like, no, like we all need to be exploring that and opening ourselves up. But men are fucking insecure, little whiny crybaby baby back bitches. So like, I'm sorry. I don't know why I was so angry about that Damn. just now. <laughs> I didn't need to do all that, but that is how I feel about it because it's fucked me up a lot in life because we forget the patriarchy isn't just bad for women, which is why it needs to be dismantled in the first place. Because you say, yo, why is there yeah, so much pressure? That's the patriarchy. You know what I was thinking is that like a lot of that comes from like you caring about how other men perceive, perceive you sexually. You. And, and like, we case, don't say women, it that way, but that's what it is. True. You know what also I mean? Also women, though, to be fair. Like, it is men, but also because you mm. want to be able to, you know, locker room talk with the boys. Like, hey, you know, I just, you know, I was in there, you know, tearing down, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And then you want to be able to pull up on the ladies, be like, hey, you know, I carry around. I swing that thing. I got it on me. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> talk like a normal person first, bro. That's your game, man? <laughs> <laughs> talk like a normal person first, player. <laughs> but uh yeah i know right <laughs> i don't know i just i just tried to make him sound as gross as i could like Yo. <laughs> listen I'm, I'm just an actor trying to you know make certain characters on the spot bro like i don't know if they always gonna come out you know best they could be <laughs> oh my god That's but no man funny. it is uh we really do need to open up men need to become more secure with themselves in, in terms of opening up and exploring that. But, you know, also you got to take some of the pressure off because, you know, and my therapist has been telling me that as well. Like, you know, you know, maybe don't like think about it too much. And then she'll like laugh because she's like, I, I know that's a funny one to say because it's kind of hard. But like that extra added pressure sometimes fuck you up and it yeah. shouldn't be that you should just be enjoying yourself. And so like for me, I just got to, you know, put it all together. And, like, just get back out there and figure out what I'm really wanting and, like, actually work through the sex now since since my body don't want to just get to, get it together on its own like it used to. You know what I'm saying? But, I like, was, like, to your credit, I was in a full-on relationship where, like, I was not fulfilled, like, sexually at all. Like, you oh, know? Really? Yeah, because it was just – it wasn't her fault. It wasn't necessarily my fault. It was just sexually we were incompatible. You know what and I mean? that is a truth. And so it's like you can be attracted to that person and everything. And like, but if you're like sexual, like cycles don't like link up and like mm -hmm. you want sex more than the other person. Like it got real toxic at the end. But like at the same time, it's just like it taught me a lot about like the fact that I like needs are a thing as a man. Like for me. Right. right. No, I you get know? you. Like I need things like i can't just walk around and be like a dick attached to a dude and like have sex like that like you yeah. know what i mean like there's an exploration that needs to maybe this is just your wake-up call to be fair yeah because yeah. no lie like and and i am always trying to get mine of course you know what i mean and i care about my partners of course i i want her to climax and have a good time but there is a part of me that's just walking around like all right 
like I am in that instance, not in life, but in that instance, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, I got to got to be that dude. Because, you know, in some ways in my head, it's like I'm competing with like dildos and all that other shit. It's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but like and yeah, so it's it's a it's a really complicated thing. But that's a fair point. This is my wake up call. And I got to like reevaluate some things. And so I say that to other men out there and, you know, other women who may be with men experiencing such a thing, just have a little patience with them. And men like have some patience with yourself and figure it out. Take the time to figure it out. But, you know, sex addiction, porn addiction, all that. Like, so like I said, I agreed with both of them. But if I was to put it in my own perspective, it's like, is it is it super dangerous if it's not truly affecting your life? No, and no one's here to shame you, king shame mm-hmm. you or otherwise. But there are some things to consider. You know, watch yourself and hold yourself accountable. Because if you do have that relationship with sex or with porn, you're the one who has to watch watch the most careful. Unless unless right. like you have someone else, you for whatever reason have someone else paying attention to that for you. But you're the one who has to pay the most attention. So all I can really say to that and determining that, and of course, like talk to professionals if you can, but all I can say is that is if if it doesn't feel like it's affecting your life and you're feeling good in your sexual life, then you're probably okay. But if right. there is confusion on any of those points, you may have some reevaluation to do like myself. Hmm. I think you're going to be all right, though. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so, too. Do you hope so? <laughs> Bro, it has, it's been confusing. It's been a few times now, and I'm going, surprised. Like, I don't feel like anything is... I'm not a doctor, but, like, I don't think anything wrong happens to you. Well, like, nothing, like, medically like, wrong, I don't fine. think. Well, like, I, I do think the the medication thing is something I have to consider. Because, yeah. you know, the erection thing, I didn't last as long either, which I didn't bring up. But, like, I wasn't trying to, like, pull away. We were explaining shit. But, like, all of the, all the stuff that comes with, like, bad sex, I was like, what is happening to me? I wasn't this dude before. <laughs> What is going on? So I don't know. So yes, I said I hope. You should have just been like, that's good. I don't know what you put in there. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I should have been, but it's all new to me. For you, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that was the best. You walk around like that all day, huh? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, how'd you like that? Twenty seconds, uh huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you never had 20 seconds like that in your life. <laughs> All right. Oh, Ooh, oh you want me to leave? That was a long time. Woo. Oh, you want me to go? Like 15, 15, 20, 20 seconds? Oh, shit. I got to delete your number on my phone, too. Yo, you know, I was just, I was just playing. You, I, no, I, but, don't yeah. call okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, I, you know, I do have some things to reevaluate. Um, It was a little scare. But yeah, you're right. I should just there's nothing wrong with me, but I gotta but I do have to figure some things out. I gotta get some things right. This ain't... <laughs> it is not funny. Okay. I just I was just so vulnerable just now. And for you to say that <laughs> it was like, But yeah, man, it, it really was like, like uh James Franco's like first time. I was like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like but no and for all the men who do feel like that, because I know I'm not the only one, like, you're have fine. A patience like, with yourself. It's, it's you're just fine. Happens. It's just, like, yeah. shit happens, yeah. You, if she, like, complains, but be like, grow up. Like, just... <laughs> uh, I am not co-signing that one. I but Logan little, said it. I had to be a little toxic. A little bit. Little okay. Bit. <laughs> I know. I didn't co-sign that one, but you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, be like, wait, you ever seen limp dick before? <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!
Logan, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Is she I remember when that was a big thing when it was like if she don't know what Blue's Clues is, she too young for you, bro. It's like, if she ain't seen Limp Dick before, she's too young for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if she ain't never passed you to Viagra before, she's too young for you, bro. bro. Jeez. <laughs> to be honest with you, she ain't got a hip replacement in what you even fucking with her for. <laughs> if, she don't, if she don't put her teeth in a jar before on, she can sleep. You already know you fucked up, son. You, bro. <laughs> Come on now, Matt. Come on, man. You see us in the retirement home. Come on now. Yeah. Oh, that was, Stop sorry. it, Leo. <laughs> oh, that's a good joke. Oh. <laughs> Yo, we didn't record yesterday, right? Usually we record yes, uh, like on Thursdays. Don't we tell Which, people our you know, business like that? I know. You you would think why why does it take so long for the show to come out? Because I have a life. That's why. Um, and no interns to physically abuse and right. take advantage of. I'm sorry. I said physically. Which, I said I meant take advantage if, of, not physically. If if you would like to become an intern on the Milk and Toast podcast, please contact us at themilkandtoast at gmail.com. and then you too can become an intern that we will abuse. Wait, um, Logan, do you need interns? Huh? Do you want interns? Should we have interns? Whoa, 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 whoa! This isn't this isn't a this isn't an us question. It's you dealing with production stuff. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> interns. So, oh, do you want interns? Wow. Do any you want other interns? time? Any other time on the yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you and Claire. No, 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 no. Because when we, nah, you're not interns, the boss. Now, when I'm like, oh yeah, it's just you and production and like blah blah blah. Like, oh, you know, okay. just, I just keep it real. You know what I'm saying? Now and like, when, once we get interns okay. involved, you know, you know, people start questioning whether we treat them right or not. So I don't want to be involved, but I'll get them for you. Wow. I'll get them for you, but like, <laughs> but I ain't involved. I wash my hands clean. That's crazy. I wash my hands clean once I pass them Where off. Where are you going to get interns? If you had interns in the tuck this whole time, I'm like, what, what the fuck? Not, not in the tuck, but there's there's sites you can go to. Get real, like you'll find interns. Don't even pay them nothing. They'll do the work because they need the experience. So someone wants editing experience on a podcast. They need, yeah. I need, if you need editing experience on a podcast, hit me up. Um, um, no, tell me about uh Kendrick Lamar because that's where I was going oh, with that. Oh, yeah, because I was so happy last night that we didn't record last night. I, you don't know how happy I was because I was just up, like, I was just doing like little promo videos and stuff. Some of them came out, some of them didn't, but like, I was like, oh my god, Kendrick Lamar dropped, and I was yeah. like. I said, I have to stop everything I'm fucking doing. Like, I was, like, up at 2 in the morning listening to Kendrick Lamar. And, like, this new album. has returned. For real. Like, this is crazy. Okay? Like, I was, like, okay, I haven't, right now, I have not listened to the whole album. I'm going to tell you why. I know, sacrilegious. I'm going to tell you why. Because it was, like, 2 in the morning. And I'm, like, there's no way I'm getting the full effect of this album at 2 in the morning. right. So right. I listened to the first side of the album. I listened to disc one because it's separated in two discs. Like, oh right, is there's disc one and disc two? Yeah, it's, there's like nine songs I think for the first half and nine for the last half, right? 
Yeah, I listened to the first night, and I was they just, like, "They don't split them up on." Um, Spotify, yo, so. the first song on the album. No, the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts what off the so well. Fuck, I was like, "This dude, he gonna." The song is named "United in Grief." I'm like, I just lost my mama. Like, <laughs> how the fuck you gonna hit me with a song? I wasn't about even grief. trying to do you like that, but yeah, he. But Kendrick's gonna do you like that though. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna do you like that. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, like, oh, you know no, what I'm saying? Low, cause you know, but you know, like, Kendrick though, like. He gonna hit you like that, you know what I'm saying? Cause he came to Lamar, you know what I'm talking about? So you know All through the song like, like we all grieve different. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, yo, I mean, but you know, cause you know that's that's K Dot, you know, King Kendrick, you know what I'm saying? That's you my know, Kendrick voice, by the way. You know, King, you know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? Man, yeah. You know what I mean? Sound and like, that, like you know, a little I wasn't even trying to do that, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I didn't realize I was just, you know, trying to put the gangster on a little bit, a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But this you is know what I said. Kendrick gonna do you like that, you know what I'm saying? This is what I said like four years ago when like Damn came out. Four or five, five years ago now. Shit, Damn. Yeah, I know, right? I was like, Kendrick that's Lamar is an artist. Like he's not just a rapper. This man makes art. Like that's he what he, that's what he fucking does. He does. All right? It's nothing short of like, y'all want to talk about who's the best rapper and all this bullshit. I don't give a fuck. Right. Like this man doesn't just make rap. He makes art like that's what he's concerned about what this project is he, yeah it's fucking what it is. art it's not about the rapping if you like concerned about rapping and bars and all this bullshit you not listening you're not <laughs> listening I love hey man, Kendrick I still Lamar. like bars, like, but, but I get your point. I'm with you. I'm with yeah, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You gotta take it all. You ain't gotta take it all the way there. Like, we still, we still recognize bars. I'm just saying, you know. Like, just earlier in the week, he come out with the heart part five. Oh, I still gotta go listen to that though. I forgot. Oh my. Yeah, God. yeah, yeah. I know. I heard. I heard. I heard. Of course, I heard. Of course, I heard. Of course, you heard I about heard. The, the music video? Yeah, of course. Turned I've seen into, pieces. He turned into all everybody. That he, he turned could. Into, from OJ to Kanye. To fucking, I, my brain just farted. <laughs> OJ, Kanye, he was Kobe. I, I saw Kobe. To uh, oh my god, um, I was like, what this dude? What is he doing? But that's what he does. Like this that's is not. This is other level shit. Like that's what he does. That's what he's Who always else is done. doing this. To the way he does it? No. Nobody. Really. No, not the way he does it. No one does it the way he does it. And that's why we appreciate it. Because, you know, this album, it really... And, like, he's kind of been leaning more in that direction in general. You know, he just wants to explore what he really feels as an artist, you know, as a musician. And this one specifically, and I was telling you earlier, like, I felt like... I was like, wow, this one's really for him. Yeah. Like, that's the way it felt to me as I hear it. I'm, I, I, You know, that was just first listen. So I'm listening to it again, but like it really sounds to me like this one's really for him. Like he's releasing a lot. He's telling he's telling so much. It's like to be honest with you, after everything I've already heard, I didn't think there was much more left to hear from Kendrick. And then Kendrick's like, Nah, I'm still a living, breathing, breathing human, going through shit, my nigga. Like this, what it is today. He talked like, about that on the album. He talked about yeah. like having writer's block for like two years because like Kendrick's Cause like be like that. <laughs> I Mitchell like, dropped a project one, like one two, part. three years ago. Hasn't dropped one since because people be getting writer's block and should be fucking you up. One one line he said was like, I have writer's block for like two years and I didn't know what to say. So I asked 
he like he said, I asked the Lord for words, and so this is him speaking through me. It's him. I'm like, God damn! Like I was like, well, come on now! I was like, come on, man! Bro. Like, like, bro, bro, come on, bro! That's what that's what I was like. That's what I you started. Can't just be invoking that was like the second. Like that, that was like the second song or whatever, and I was like. I don't know if I can listen to all of this right now. Like, yeah, I, got, I can't wait to listen to it. <laughs> I'm again like, is, I just did a whole day of work, and I I'm not ready for all this bullshit right now. Like, I don't, I'm not ready for this, <laughs> bro. It's it's a lot, bro. I mean, other than the music. So first off, the music is amazing, and when I say that, mind you, everybody has a different style of music they like. Nipsey Hussle. That's who I was trying to think of. Nipsey. Oh, Hustle. what were you thinking, of Nipsey for? Cause he turned into Nipsey on the in the video oh, too. Oh yeah, he turned into Nipsey too. Yeah, he turned yeah, yeah, to he Nipsey. Did. He turned to Kobe. He Rest turned to Kanye, Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my god, this dude one. Kendrick. This dude Kendrick. And the other day, I think there was a video of him like he was he was on a wire setup, being like hovered above a fucking beach because he's like that's just what you're doing now. You know, I'm from Compton. I got to do all the crazy shit I wasn't doing in Compton, my nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's great. Yeah, I fucking for love it. I think it's wonderful. And he could do that. He that's see that's what the other thing people don't understand. If you're a rapper, right, you got to make an album every year. But if you're an artist, you make art when when, when it's you, appropriate when yeah, you need when you can, to when you feel like you have to. And whew, it's a tough life. But Kendrick lives it. Oh boy, oh boy, he lives it. But um, as I was saying, the so the music, I know people like different genres of music, mm. but in terms of its composition, in terms of how it's sounding to me, oh my goodness, the way he's putting it together. Just like, however, whatever type of genre you're listening to, if you listen to it, it's going to mm-hmm. sound very, very, very put together, which is how almost all of Kendrick's projects have been, other than like the early ones, which kind of still were like that, because mm-hmm. that's just who Kendrick's been. And he says that he's like, I'm never going to put out something that isn't like my full effort and, and put together and really complete. And he's been on that day one, A1 since day one. And so there it is right there. Moving on from the music, Kendrick's saying a lot. You know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. the as you said, the the grief, the grief song, bro, N95, there was the track, um, what was, it was with Taylor Page. I'm gonna tell you right now. We, called, we, cry, we cry together. together. I, I listen to that shit too, bro. Listen, bro, I don't even got a girl. I haven't even been in relationships like that, bro. I'm just like, yo. I'm just like, we need to, we need to talk more. Why don't we talk more, dog? Just why don't we talk more? Because that's what Kendrick does, man. Kendrick, mind you, like I, I hope Kendrick's not going through relationship issues like that because I don't think he is. He just understands so well and is able to just express that. You know what I mean? But right. he's doing so much. And then at the end, because I know you didn't get to the end, but at the end and on the mirror, he's like, yo, I choose me. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's funny to hear that from Kendrick because you would have thought that in the first place. But lo and behold, that may not be the case. So far, my favorite songs are United in Grief. Did I just mm-hmm. lose my voice? What the hell just happened? I don't know. You just got <laughs> I just got all scratchy. I do like United in Grief. United in Grief, World Steppers, Father Time. Mm-hmm. Almost every other song. Uh, we cry to gre- get, we cry together. We cry together. I did like Purple Hearts. Um, and I don't know if hit I got me hard because I just like the way it bumped. Because like M ninety five, I liked. I think what happened is I read a tweet about N ninety five, and then I got my hopes up, and then I, I like I overexpected for that. But like oh, I, I feel like in a couple of weeks, 
I'll just keep listening to it and I won't even remember. You know what that's, I mean? That's going to be, that's probably be one of the, because it's, it's kind of like think it's going to be few, the radio one. It's kind of one of the only few, like I said, like it really is, it really is an art piece. It's kind of mm-hmm. like one of the only few bangers on the project. The rest of it is really just beautiful fucking music. Honestly, oh no, it's I just do like N95 music. though, because I, it's like, it almost is like old 2000, it has that old 2000 yeah, type beat. it's got a, it's got a like, nice you know little I mean? bump to it. It's got yeah. a thump to it. And like, it's still beautiful music as well, but the rest of the album is really just like, all right. I'm here to just be this this creative musician and create and create this sound, you know what I mean, and all that. That's kind of yeah. the vibe to it. And because you know, me personally, I still pref- I even now even, but I'll, I'll listen to you know Mr. Marlon Big Steppers again. But even now, I still prefer Good Kid, Mad City above all his projects. Still, Why? I want to know because that's me, not my that's favorite. The, no, I know a lot of people prefer to pimp a butterfly, but or some people like damn, which I don't get. But like for me, it's either Good Kid, Mad City, <laughs> or to pimp a butterfly. What the fuck is wrong with damn? Nothing's wrong. No, just in comparison to the rest of the work. To me, it's either Good Kid or, or To Pimp a Butterfly. To me, I think To Pimp a Butterfly is better than Damn. I'm not gonna lie. I yeah, but I think too. Damn itself is this album. I feel like is what he was looking for Damn to be. To be okay. Yeah, I could. You I like this one better than Damn. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like this one better than Damn. Yeah, but um, I prefer Good Kid, Mad City because that's just who I am. And the Kendrick Lamar that we got during Good Kid, Mad City, mm-hmm. all just that that raw energy, but filtered through this like it's like he was going through the process of refining himself. It was able to put all that raw shit he was feeling from his environment and Compton everything, mm-hmm. and translated that shit so beautifully. I go listen to Good because you know people sleep on Good Kid now because Pimp a Butterfly came out and to Pimp a Butterfly was was so amazing. It was such a great work, this combination that he put together, the album, which is true. But like, go listen to Good Kid, Mad City again and tell me it isn't just, just the most fire thing you've ever I'll heard. I'll listen from. to it again. Because I, the- I, I stuck by that and then I listened to it with the homies. I'm like, let's listen to both right now. Right. And then we was just sitting there like, God damn, bro. So go listen to Good Kid again. So Good Kid's still my favorite project. And I prefer Good Kid over Overly Dedicated and his projects before and the music before. But I just kept preferring Good Kid. To Pimp a Butterfly came out and I rocked with To Pimp like everybody else and was like, yo, this is it. And then was actually thinking about it and listened back to Good Kid. And I was like, oh, no, it's still Good Kid. And then I listened to Damn and was like, nah, this doesn't do it like Pimp or Good Kid. Of course, it's amazing still because Kendrick's works are amazing. And then I'm listening to this now and I was like, oh. This is better than Damn and more touching to me than all the other projects he's done. This album came, the new one just, it came at a good time for me because like, Damn, I've been listening to since Damn came out. Like, I still have Damn on like, Oh yeah, yeah I yeah. have like all, I have like, Shout out DNA, because that shit goes hard. DNA goes hard. DNA, DNA goes so fucking DNA hard. DNA goes hard, Kung but Fu Element Kenny, goes harder. Like Element you, is I still prefer, but Element is a beautiful, beautiful track. Element is feel I like I like too because the end of, of feel is I wish the end of feel was an entire song itself because I like the way he spazzes on the track at the end because that's like, just who I am. I like but, you know what I really like like the one of the more artsy songs on Damn is like Fear, like right. where he's talking about like you know all the things that you fear as you growing up and like living through and like sure. living through life like that's that. That is a real song, like you know, like, like when he's like, "I better not catch you doing this and that." When he's like the parent and stuff, and like, mm-hmm. you know, like all that shit is so real. I love that, but like, damn is like, 
for me, when Dan first came out, I loved it, but it's like there was something missing. You know what I mean? And I okay. feel like this album is kind of like, like I think Dan was like trying to be in between like the commercial and like the artsy Kendrick. Where okay. like this one is like just like Kendrick no, being like, I get to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm gonna do that. You my know? man said, I be you'll, you'll hear it. You'll hear it when you when you listen to get to the end. My man was literally like, I choose me. Yeah. I've never personally. I don't think I've remembered hearing Kendrick say that in the first place because I already thought he was choosing him. I thought all the actions he was right. taking <laughs> to live by his career, you know what I'm saying? Yes, was him choosing him. But he he made the statement. He's like, I choose me, and so and you never know what people are going through. You never know what an artist is going through. And honestly, whenever I've heard Kendrick's music, I've been sitting here like, oh my god, thank you, this is fire, and I'm so inspired. And on the other end, like, but also, I hope you're okay, my nigga. I hope you okay. You feeling uplifted with your girl. Take care of your family, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? But like, because you do have to wonder. And so when I heard that, I'm just like, and I hear him say that. And I'm like, I'm like, yes, blessed and good for you. And I'm hoping that that means is you you were having trouble because he talks about that, es- especially in The Pimp of Butterfly, the survivor's guilt, going a little insane, dealing with all this yeah, fame. And because good yeah. kid dropped, good kid dropped and <laughs> fucking world ain't know what to do and then he made to pimp a butterfly and the rest of the rest of the world that wasn't involved was like oh my god this is a a masterpiece we could put this in a museum you know what i mean but like now i'm seeing like he's really choosing him and if that is the case like i am i am happy for you you know what i mean for real for real because if you could be achieving all the things you're achieving be at this level of artistry balancing this level of artistry against the toxic fucking industry that literally is master at destroying that kind of artistry you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. you could do all that and you still wasn't feeling fulfilled somehow wow that's crazy that's so crazy i'm sorry you were hurting like that and i'm glad to know that you choose you because you deserve that because I don't know who you do it for. I'm I'm a fan and everything, but I never I never want you to do it for me. You know how I feel. <laughs> Please about, express it to to the utmost. Because uh. I feel like we need to protect Kendrick. Like just pray for him every night. Because <laughs> <laughs> he'd be going through it. It seemed like man. I don't know. Not just that. It just feels like he's like one of those artists that like you only get every couple of generations and they end up dying real well, young because like their time here. on earth they spent mm-hmm. up you know what i mean no i was thinking that on the, on the train ride back from from um from work today when i was coming back i was literally thinking that i was like i was like damn i was like shit we're never going to get another kendrick i don't think we'll, i don't think ever, he you know what i mean cuz right. you know i know they made drake um artist of the decade and don't get me wrong like he has earned that in terms of his longevity and the consistency but for me like kendrick his, is that artist what's, you know yeah what I mean? like what's drake's impact in that way you know what i in, mean no, like in that way like, i know like, cuz i could talk about the the music industry like, and his yeah, impact like there in, but yeah no, in terms of his like the actual impact in terms of what the art does, like, like he doesn't life do it does like Drake change. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> he helps people feel good, you know, yeah. especially women sometimes, which is wonderful. And you know, he, you know, you it's the wholesome, you know, get right, enjoy yourself, have a good time type of music, which is beautiful and wonderful. But like, it's not the way 
And that's the type of person I am. That's the type of artist I am. Therefore, that's where my interests lead. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, objectively speaking, like he, that's not that's not his lane to say. The way yeah. Kendrick's music comes out, the impact he has, it's like it's just different. You know what I mean? And and no, I don't know anybody else doing that other than J Cole. You know what I'm saying? That's Cole another conversation. Like Cole, but Cole don't do it like Kendrick. Don't Kendrick do don't it do like it like, like Cole. No, which I love because J Cole is another artist that I would be like. Yo, we ain't never going to get another artist like Cole because people just don't work and think like them and they ain't genuine and authentic like the two of them are. But, you know, Kendrick, like, I was thinking that shit on the train. I was like, damn, he really is like that one of a kind. Like, we're not going to, the way he's put the music together. I ever told you Kendrick Lamar is the reason I even started thinking about rapping in the first place? No, not I didn't Drake, know that. Not Childish Gambino, which people would have assumed because I did love their music. But no, I was listening to Kendrick Lamar and was like, and it felt so, because I was acting and the music felt so theatrical. Mm-hmm. There was so much character in the there music. Is, yes. There was so much character. I was like, oh my God, I can't handle all this. Because as an actor, I, I mean, born or raised of hip hop, of course, but I chose the life of acting and that affected me a different way. So when I heard the music, I was like, I was like, yo, I was like, God, the character is just speaking to me. Jesus Christ. Like literally like the character off the music, like I'm just feeling mm-hmm. like who he's playing and who he's being, I'm like, that's amazing. And that made me want to like, hey, let me try to figure out music. Because after all, if Childish can do it and, you know, Drake can do it and Drake was on the grass. I think you should have stopped there and like, Childish can do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, no, I don't I don't mean that in terms of talent because those are both two of the most talented people on the planet. I mean that in Childish terms... Childish Gambino, he's all right. No, I, I love him because right. of the internet is my favorite album, for the record. Right. But... Um, nonetheless, it was because of how they sounded. I didn't think they fit the image. Because at the time, you know, there was back in the mm-hmm. days in the 90s, it was like, you couldn't be a square and be a rapper. You had to be selling drugs and shooting niggas. The fuck? And then you had, and that's Drake's influence on the, the game for the record. Because people like Drake came out and it was like, oh, this dude from Degrassi. But the music was fire. And then Childish Gambino was like, yo, he sounds nerdy as fuck. But the music is fire. Mm. You see, Kendrick didn't have to deal with that. Kendrick's from Compton. <laughs> my man, my man already baptized by already set. You know what I mean? So they yeah. had that influence, but Kendrick was the Kendrick was the reason I was like, you know what I mean? And we come from different backgrounds, but that's why art is so beautiful. And that's why I respect him so much. Cause I wouldn't have even I wouldn't even have felt that way without, you know, I literally wouldn't have pursued music at all if I hadn't listened to Kendrick and been like, yo. And mind you, I've listened to many great artists. My favorite rapper is Lupe Fiasco. Many great artists, but it was listening to Kendrick that made that click for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. They, I don't, I just don't know. I don't know if we'll ever get another artist like that because they'll be influenced by him in the first place. So who knows? But like, I think it's because like Kendrick like bridges the gap between like rap and art in a way that's so clear. Like rap yeah, in a way is that's really art. clear. Like yeah, rap it is, is an but art, it doesn't. But, like, it doesn't really feel that way all the when time. When Kendrick does it, it's like he's painting. You know what I mean? Like Facts. he has a free abstract way of doing it. Like even Absolutely like using true. the fact that he uses like jazz in the first place and a lot of his music he just mixes it is, up, you know what I'm saying? That, like it's that thing that where like is all this dysfunction and it's like it comes together in a way that like only the artist can bring it together. You know what I mean? You know what I'm kind of trying to say? Yes. It's just yeah. like you like jazz has this abstract way about it where like you don't always know where you're going, but you always end up there anyways. You know Dude. what I mean? And that's kind of how Kendrick it's a lot like, of improv, does music bro. anyways. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of improv and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. That, that, I got you. You got to have, have an actor friend. You got to have an I'm actor I'm the talent. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's like there's all this improv and stuff. And then like to like even bridge the gap even further is like if you take jazz, which is a medium that's full of improv, you take rap, which is also an improvised medium in itself, even when you don't like that's what freestyling is. You yeah. know what I mean? And then like just the idea of like marrying them together is like genius in itself, but not it's not overly done. You know, like it's not a well done thing, you know, and then like Mm -hmm. the way Kendrick brings that into the mainstream and then he still like does it in a way where like he he does it as if like he like he doesn't have like all the money in the world behind him. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he does it like he's still an independent like rapper or something. He can just do that. Like, I don't know if I'm just talking out of my ass. No, you know, because that's that's what and mind you keep this in mind, like. Kendrick Lamar is still on a label. This is this is his last album on the label. So yeah. I, I want to see what he, you know, what what changes because now that he really has his own control. Because I imagine that's what he's looking for. I imagine there's plenty of shit that Kendrick was told. Like Kendrick, I don't think you do that. Not because we don't think it's great. You know, Top Dog and all of his like, nah, you know that shit's great, Ken. He's like, oh, thanks, Top. He's like, yeah, now I need something else though. Nigga, I just spent like four fucking hours. He's like, yeah, 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 I know, but which t- TDE isn't a bad label either. No, not at all. Like, but they that's are... just that's just how the industry works. Not yeah. at all. I imagine he has a good relationship with Top Dog, and of course the other members of Black Hippie. But the music industry is just like that. And when you get in the group, it ain't necessarily about like, and that's shit that I don't like too. But it's like it's not always necessarily about what you wanted to put out, what you wanted to express. How are people going to receive this? Will it get us paid? You know what I mean? So I imagine he deals with that on some level, maybe not to the, maybe not as worse as other artists, but I imagine he deals with that to some level. And I'm excited to see like what he does after this. I want to know too. Like yeah, that, that, I want to know what happens next is because I don't know, because without that influence, it's, it's interesting as well, because in some ways artists do need like somebody to, to edit for them. They need that editing. You know what yeah, I mean? I they just, need yeah, somebody to be like, hey, I know you did a lot on this one. Otherwise, this we'll one, stay all the way yeah, up here. This and one is like, for what do you a mean, different project. This is, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But like, because there has to be somebody that like ties your audience back to you, like makes things like legible. Like, because you're a lot just of the supposed time, to express. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the time, what artists like to do is like, they like to stay in the space where like they receive that divine energy of their creativeness, you know, and where they're like just speaking in tongues the whole time and then just expect their audience to know what the fuck they're talking about. And Didn't like sometimes complicated to me, sometimes <laughs> with the, with the job of producers and everybody involved, people who like bring those projects together is to translate that for the broader public to get your message out even better you know what i mean so it is interesting that is that's the part for me that would be interesting is like figuring out like how much the influence was against him or for him you know what i mean like what what did was this something that limited you or was this something that boosted you as an artist not that like kendrick isn't as good as kendrick is you know what i mean but there's a difference between art as a raw art and like art as like a refined art you know what i mean yeah yeah right no that's kind of what the different because it and trust me i'll be the first to say i wish like i had it more together because i'm kind of a a marriage of the two of those now even though my organization skills could be a little bit better but that's because of like mental issues and stuff like that but 
Like it really is you taking that energy and, you know, refining it into this place where it can be received by the masses. That's the hard part. Cause usually we'll stay in the creative process and we're, we're fun to look at. People want to be around us and stuff. And that's great. But in terms of like being consistent and maintaining like uh, a fan base, you know, for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get that refinement on. It'd be like that sometimes. But in any case, shout out to Kendrick Lamar. Shout out to Kendrick. Shout out to Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Uh, it's nine out of 10 for me right now off the first listen. Um, only 10 out of 10s for him are, you know, a good kid and Tupin Butterfly. So for me. I'm going to keep listening to it. I don't want to yeah. give it a rating because I think. No, I've, I've heard it now. You don't have to. I've heard it. So like no, for I'm me, it's a 9 out of 10. I don't want to give it a rating. I don't think I ever give like anything like that a rating because like that's just like, like how do you fucking rate like the Mona Lisa? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. No, no, I feel that. Like, and of course, shit, like my rating doesn't mean anything. That's like, just fucking, my thoughts on it. I'm listening to the first song and now I'm like, fuck, now nah. I'm like, like, I'm like experiencing. Now I actually like, have to go deal with yeah, those so, like, emotions that I haven't been dealing shit, with. You know what I mean? So like for me, that's just, I can't, like that's not like, I'm not listening to Riding through the six, you know what I'm like. I'm like, this yeah. is like some actual shit that I have to like contend with my life about. Like, like you know, I was like, 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 damn it, Kendrick, bro, I did not expect another crisis this late in the year, dog. Like, if I was but gonna I give a rating right? for that, I've been like four out of ten. Made me think about myself. Like, just like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, man. Fuck you. <laughs> you cut all that shit out. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying, you know, vibe. You know, be in a club, throw some, throw some money at some bitches' ass. You out here having me crying and shit. Trying to better my life and life shit. Life and what shit. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Damn. Damn. Nah. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about. I didn't tell you, but I, I did uh, have it down. Yeah, was I'm that one thing? I was ready to go, man. Damn. We only got one thing left. Damn, you do this every time. Listen, so <laughs> last week we <laughs> talked about... <laughs> don't make me laugh. You did sorry, that sorry, to sorry, me sorry. last time. Sorry, 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 sorry. Last week we talked about Kevin Samuels a little bit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And what I've been listening to and like thinking about... Oh, someone would have learned a little bit about him, huh? No, no. Okay. What do you mean? Learned a little bit about him. What did, What do you think I was gonna say? Now I'm mad. <laughs> no, carry on. We'll get to it later. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my apologies. Carry um, on. No, I'm so mad. What do you think I learned now? I want to know. No, I'm no, more. No. I didn't, I'm I didn't more think you. I didn't think you like actually learned anything. I thought you were just gonna say like I've been looking at it and. You know, I thought maybe I might have been like too harsh, but nah, like he's him. still an asshole um, or some shit like nah, that. Fuck yeah, that nigga. Um, damn. <laughs> damn, bro. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. That's somebody's family member. God damn, bro. Everybody is somebody's family member. Fuck that nigga. Anyways. <sighs> and um, case, yeah, but not everybody's dealing with that. That's somebody's son. Yeah, his son was an asshole. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like no. I couldn't, couldn't be me. Anyway. <laughs> Could it be you? <laughs> Mitch is good to even. Mitch, wasn't you just saying like "fuck the stormtroopers" and that's why they fuck need to go? The Death Star. See, I don't, I don't, I don't exactly pick and the choose. The Death Star it, wasn't empty. It all depends. It was just a thousand on Kevin Samuels on that bitch. And if I was capable of getting them off in a humane way and then dealing with them afterwards, I would have. Since I could not, and the Death Star was too large of a threat 
to be left floating in space, blowing up planets and billions of people, them people had to go. It just is what it is. <laughs> All right, glad we had that conversation. Carry on. Anyways. So for Mitch, like, a thousand assholes. Okay. Don't put words in my mouth. Explain what she like, was explaining. Blow those bitches up. But, like, one is just like, oh, my God. We can't. He's got no. a family. No. Like, like, no. What number do we get to when people don't become human anymore? No. Like, no. <laughs> that isn't what I said. You just finish like, explaining what you have to explain and stop trying That's to put I words in know, my bitch. mouth. I want to know how many people we got to get to. But it's like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, it's, like, it's just whatever. It's whatever. That's not the case here. Please finish your thoughts. Yeah, like none of those people have families. I don't know. Look but at they that. didn't have yeah. them anymore. I don't know. Shouldn't have been piloting or working on the Death Star that you knew was blowing up planets for the Empire. Some people didn't have. A lot of people didn't have a choice. Yeah. Ah. It's mostly stormtroopers and the freaking a colonialist empire that forces like yeah but everyone on the labor. death star was going to be some of their like trusted soldiers and stuff bro you're not you're not that's not like true that. bro bro you telling me the death star that we never saw in any of the films with any type of slave labor other than maybe when it was built wookies are slaves i'm saying but they weren't on the death star like they weren't the main staff they could have been like no, and once again we had we had the conversation about the casualties, and maybe there were some slave wookies who were also casualties, and I do feel bad for it for them and the prisoners on the Death Star. I don't feel bad for anybody who's working on the Death Star though. What was that trash compactor worm? Trash compactor worm? Yeah, the worm and the trash compactor. The one with that the almost eyeball. got them killed. Yeah, but he's just—it's just a worm. I mean, yeah, I know he's just doing his job. He's but just like, doing his job. I mean, but he ain't got one no more. Anyways, what, I, what, I, what I'm trying to say is, is that, no, not that I have sympathy for Kevin Samuels or, or people like him. But what I was thinking about is that, like, there was a lot of discourse about, like, the type of content he made. And the conversations the of, being had between men and women, right? I did notice that. And a lot of fair shit. Was not like, really. No. What did you notice about that? Damn. Well, so it's not, not to, it's just that, like... Cause and on some sense I agree because he could be a, he could be an asshole but on some things like it was just him giving people what was his blunt truth. You said that last week and I still have a problem with that. No, last time I said like he could be harsh, but this time it's like no, nah, it's like it was just the blunt truth and you know certain people talk that's certain not ways. Truth. That's the that's the fucking problem. No, in some circumstance where he was coming, there's a there's a lot of and that's not even from him to be honest. I don't even know if that's him, but if we're speaking to the society we live in and the way he saw, he sometimes talked to people, man and woman, if we're talking about the society we lived in, which is why people listen to him in the first place, because some people were just as superficial as he was, should make sense. I think where I was going with all this is that like I was talking, I was going to talk about like the people that he was talking to. And like there's a lot of discourse about like who those people are, mm-hmm. what he meant to them and all this and that and there is even like people talking about like like a lot of these people they seem to be disenfranchised or they like you know disillusioned with their society around them or like they're the type of people that like don't have good role models don't have like good people in their lives and like it always draws up this image of like 
these incel type kids or like people that like like losers you know what i mean like just rejected losers yeah like can't get listen up yeah can't get anybody yeah, yeah. involved and like I take issue with that framing of like the people who listen to Kevin Samuels because like when you look at the people who defend Kevin Samuels, they look to me more or less like everyday normal motherfuckers. Like they look like like what I kept seeing happen, especially mm-hmm. online, was a lot of people were surprised that their friends was listening to Kevin Samuels. Like oh, a lot wow. of people were surprised that their friends or people they knew for years were fans or followers of Kevin Samuels. You know what I mean? And it just, to me, that was like super interesting because what I feel like what we like to do a lot of the time with shit that we hate is like make it so undesirable that like there's no way we could conceive that this is something that a regular a regular sane person would like so right. we make up this image of somebody who's like the most gollumish like gross creature and say that this is the type of person that likes this bullshit you know what i mean <laughs> and like and like it that really wasn't the case here yeah and it okay. just gives us the ability to distance ourselves from like how bad our society really is or like how not not even how bad our society is just like how not progressive we are like as far as we think we are and i think that's something I would like to talk about yeah. after, but I keep keep that in, in the back of your head. Well, that's, that's what I'm thinking about. about is that like it just serves to keep us stagnant and like I feel like what it it's meant to do is like say that this is not as bad as things are and like this is the fringe or whatever. And what people had to wake up to is that like Kevin Samuels, his content is not necessarily the worst content you could find which is like which is to me like horrifying you know what i mean because like a lot of what he said is low-hanging fruit you know what i mean it's like low-hanging fruit it's like bottom tier nonsense you know what i mean like it's just yeah it's not like it's not like high brain shit you know what i mean which means it's very accessible like it's very accessible for like a mass audience to interact with, come in contact with, and even consume. You know what I mean? So the idea that the people that the only type of people that would listen to him are like people who live in their mother's basements and can't like get a girlfriend is ridiculous. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just fucking ridiculous to think that nobody else would be into that. And we do that with people like Trump. We do that with all types of people that we yeah, find We don't undesirable. expect them to have the audience that they actually have. Yeah, exactly. But then they do. One thing you said, though, that was interesting mm. um, in terms of, like, the conversations being had. Because it's like, me personally, when I honestly take a look at it, because I didn't listen to Kevin Samuels. I wasn't, I'm not a fan of that type of talk. But honestly, whenever I look at some of the conversations, mind you, I don't even think Kevin Samuels is actually that person. I think he was just getting views, which would be easy for him. But it's he's just saying things that people think in the back of their head that they won't say out loud because they think it'd be too rude to go the wrong way, mm-hmm. which always catches attention. But that's the conversation to be had because it's like, 
how do we get into positions where we feel like we can't say certain things due to certain societal norms? Do we agree with that? Do we disagree? You know what I mean? Because that's one thing that because listening to him speak sometimes on some level, there was a part of me that was like, I was like, dude. And on other levels, there was part of me that's like, hmm, I don't like the way you said it. But I would like to have that conversation. But because I don't like the way he said it, I don't want to listen because, you know, I'm the type of person like you should be polite and kind to people. But nonetheless, and I'm willing to admit this, there's some things that I'd be like, hmm. And I have to check myself and be like, wow. And then I have to go, wait, hmm. Do I really disagree or am I just afraid to say that because of how I think people will perceive me? Here's my thing. I feel like Kevin Samuels and like people like him who straddle this line between like respectable yet like asshole person. Like Kevin doesn't straddle that line. He's just an asshole person. No, not really, because like a lot I of mean, what he talks about. I mean, the only respectable part no, is the dress up. <laughs> no, no, it's not just the dress up. Like he started out as like you know, like a fashion blogger, or whatever, and like promoting colognes and shit, like for men, okay. like men's fashion and shit. Oh, okay. But like, I didn't know that. but like, what beyond that? Like his whole getup is it morphed into more of beyond that. It morphed into like you know, lifestyle things. Like he's a lifestyle type blogger. Mm. He's a li- like, he gives life advice to people. It's his life advice is like bullshit, but like, that's what he does. You know what I mean? Mm. And so like a lot of it comes from like this weird pseudo conservative type of outlook where it's like, well, of course, you know, people don't like you if you're fat, you know, it's like, like all this type of bullshit, you know what I mean? And so like, it comes out of that, but it also comes out of this weird type of respectability politics where it's like, go work. Like he said, this real, uh, he, there's this clip of him and he's like, you know, young men don't want to go work find you a part-time job and like do this with the money and do that like take a third of it and invest it take a third of it and pay your bills i'm like what part-time job are you working that you yeah, pay like <laughs> like you chopping up all this money like and this. have enough time for yourself you know? but it's all bullshit but that's where that's what he does right and so like well, i think wait, about wait, wait, wait. in terms of because i don't want to I don't want people to think they can't like split, but I get where you go. Okay, cool, 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 cool. What what I think about is the fact that like we have to stop listening to broken clocks. Like a broken clock is right twice a day and that's it. You don't tell time off of a broken clock. Like you don't. Like you don't keep a broken clock up on the wall and you just like tell time off of that shit. You know, like you don't. Like, you don't just wait for 12 o'clock to come around and be like, oh, it's 12. Like, you don't do that. What you do is you get a clock that is actually reliable that you can tell time with. Even if that clock happens to be five minutes late or early, you still – like, it works. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be perfect, but it works. And what we like to do is, like, Kevin Samuels and a lot of, like – bloggers or video vloggers or whatever you want to call them, like what they suffer from is broken clock syndrome, which is like they are right. They use their rightness on the off chance that they're right as like their credibility. Right. 
You know what I mean? Talk a whole bunch of bullshit the rest of the time. Yeah. And so then what that does is it leaves the, the, the door open to listen to their bullshit and then validate, pseudo validate the bullshit they're talking about. You know what I mean? So it's like this person, they're giving me really good financial advice that maybe I should get off my ass. Maybe I should clean my room and, and maybe I should get a job and all this and that. And then it's like, well, if he's right about that, maybe he is right about the way women look and the way I should like, you know, talk to women and stuff like this too. That's right. it all bleeds into that. You know what I mean? And like too often we li- we li- we come from a society that like the highest thing in the in the world is to be right. You know what I mean? Yes, so like as soon as you're issue. right about one thing, you've achieved nirvana. Like it's it's crazy. And it's it does not come from any place logical, but we're so desperate and and so in need to be right that like even like a person that is like reprehensible if they say something if they go like two plus two is four it's like well shit he was right that one time and it's like what the fuck are we talking about now <laughs> you know what I mean and it's like I don't doubt that like Kevin Samuels ever had a good point on his show or whatever you want to call it right but that's not the point the point yeah i get you you know what i mean yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense that makes sense i'm not arguing that anyway what i was saying before is just that like a lot of people they get like that moniker of being like i think it's i think it's a bullshit moniker i think like we don't want to accept how many people actually are into shit like that and then it comes to the point where it's like well damn if like my best friend is into this shit like how do i talk about this shit now you know what i mean which at the beginning mitch was like gonna be like you know oh loki you changed your mind like you gotta walk some shit back and it's like no 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 no." because i i like my integrity my integrity doesn't allow me to do that like the dude is wrong he's wrong he's wrong he's wrong he's wrong like He's so wrong. And so, like, there's, like, I can't be, like, let me give you an example. I can't be, like, this dude, I'm not talking about Kevin right now, but I can't, like, as, as an example, I can't be, like, this person is a Nazi, right? And then be, like, oh, my best friend just so happens to like the Nazi blogger. And then be, like, I got to reframe how I talk about the Nazi blogger. Like, that. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Like, I can't reframe how I talk about somebody just because I know somebody who is into that. You know? Like, if if they're wrong and you're into that wrongness, you just wrong too. Like, it doesn't... Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that. Like, yeah. it doesn't change. Like, I mean, like, I understand where people are, like, coming from when they're, like, maybe we should talk softer about it because we need to be able to reach these people. But there's still something wrong about that. There's just something wrong to me about it. Maybe well, I'm that's wrong. That's within the people themselves. Cause if you need to be talked softer to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or if you don't listen until like someone makes a, a serious, you know, intervention mm-hmm. that says something about you. Yeah. On some level. It's only yes, fair to yeah. say that. No, you know that is I mean? fair to say. So, like 
I don't know. That's why that's why what I brought up, because I don't agree with him at all either. But it's just like, hmm. But on some level, because now there's there is a whole bunch of discourse and it's like, how do we actually really talk to each other? Mm-hmm. Is there truth? Are we telling each other the things that we really should be telling each other? Because mm-hmm. here's this man. Mind you, and once again, I really don't even think he was really that person. I think he was just trying to get clicks. But here's this man saying all this shit that other people can say and but because of the way he's saying it and the reactions that he's getting you know what i mean Mm -hmm. is the reason people are tuning in so people are willing to listen to that on some level so it's like is that how you need to be talked to and that's the question we have to have for ourselves i why is that what you respect this is something i will concede though because i feel like it's very easy to be a like to sound like and to be a pick me in these type of situations where it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, fuck Kevin Samuels. And it's like you high fiving yourself and like patting yourself on the back about that. And like even listening to myself on the show last week, I was like, I didn't necessarily feel that way about myself, but I could see how other people would feel that way about me saying the things I was saying. And oh, it's about not his death and the passing, especially. No, no, like no, just like how like anti him I was. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. it's just like I get that as well. Like there's no value in that. There's no there's like where you're attacking somebody for being low hanging fruit, there is no valor or honor in being the one to chop down the person who's chopping that down. You know what right. I mean? And I think a lot of people seek that as well. I don't necessarily seek that. What I wish is that like some people would second like second guess themselves when they engage with that type of content and they would like think about you know what that content is like what are you putting into your mind and as normalized as a lot of the shit that he made it sound because it's supposed to go down smooth he's a good entertainer like that's what a lot of good entertainers do they normalize shit they normalize shit for you they make them the the harsh medicine go down smoother, you know, if they're like really good at what they do. And like, when you say like, I think he was just looking for clicks. I have a problem with that because like, why did you choose that to look for your clicks? You know what I mean? That's what in, in terms of his environment or what he was doing, and, you know, everybody chooses for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. That's what he thought would do it. And possibly that's what's been on his mind. And he wanted to be the, I could say these things that people are thinking and it'll get me views and stuff. Mm. But yeah, because when I hear people, when I, when I was hearing him talk, I was like, wow. I was like, he's probably not even that nigger for real in the streets. But it's easy to do that behind a computer screen talking to someone like a thousand miles away, ain't it? Yeah. That's yeah. all I mean. It's, this isn't a defense no, yeah. of him at all. It's just no, I like, got you. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't believe half of them, truth be told. Mm. Everybody's just out here to get clicks, <laughs> In my mind, to be honest, that's how I feel about a lot of them. So, like, those dudes, you know, those are those other two dudes, the fucking sexist, just misogynistic dudes. Fresh and who fit. Who try to, is that their, I don't give a fuck about, is that their names? Yeah, I think so. Them, I really dislike. But I like, fucking hate those dudes. Like, also, once again, just getting clicks. Loser but dudes. But they are definitely doing that to clicks. get clicks. But yeah. My thing about the I'm just doing it to get clicks thing is that like you still chose 
to yeah, I know to destroy that, other people as that you're. That does say click, something get, about that them. That still yeah. says something. That still about, says a lot about them, of course. Because you, at least on one end, felt like people were disposable enough for you to run over like that yeah. for your clicks. And some people get like that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's a little much for me. That's a little much for me too. But it does happen. Just All right. pray for them. Thank you for indulging me, Mitch. Let's get out of here. You're welcome. That'll be an extra whatever fee when we finally get paid. That it's I'll, the same I'll, time. I'll I just kind of drew it out because we, we we went a little later. But like, uh, no, nah, I added extra time. I'll bill you. Good. Don't worry. I'll bill you. Don't worry. Oh, okay, Trust cool. Me, I'm going to keep uh, I'll, I'll send it to the intern. That um, <laughs> I'm going to get for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, do you have anything you want to leave the people with, Mitch? Um really uh be secure in yourself know what you want you know what i'm saying and you know don't you know react too negatively to change just like kind of deal with it you know what i mean uh i hope my experience helped any men or you know women out there if it helped you figure something out i really hope it did um yeah man george lucas was fucking selling us just forgiving colonialism without no type of recompense or recompense, however you say that word. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't how it works. Ain't how it works. Kendrick Lamar, as always, thank you. Once again, it was amazing to listen to. Thank you. And uh, yeah, don't be like Kevin Samuels or that. You don't have to be like that. I know it's easy, truth be told, but like, could you choose better, please? It's not that easy. I think it's kind of easy. No, I think the Kevin Samuels way is the easy way because it's that's the, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, him and the the fit through all those like I get I get getting into that would be easy, mm. but like don't do that, please. Like it's gross. Be I said that a couple of weeks ago that like I don't know if we actually recorded it or not, but I said that a couple of weeks ago that like it'd be so much easier if I was like a black conservative, you know. Like if I did like black like Republican shit, oh man, like, you'd be everywhere so fast. I would I would be the best everywhere so fast. Jesus Christ, you make so much money. I should probably do that and like Don Lemon it, like you know, just like be like really horrible for like three years and then like sw- switch <laughs> be like, hey. I just read Bell Hooks and <laughs> I was really horrible. We're gonna work on that together. We're gonna heal through this. Yes. Like a family. Uh but yeah, that's that's all from me. Mitch. Thank out. you, Mitch. You're welcome. Um What do I have to say? Listen, I don't personally think porn addiction is real. I okay. didn't say that, that. I wish I wish we had that during the conversation, but okay. But if you feel like you have a problem, please go to therapy. You know what I mean? Therapies. Well, go to therapy, period, if you're having mental issues and That's figure true. it out. Yes. Do that, period, so we're clear. <laughs> but like, I feel like, you know, like people, you should, you should, like guys, especially we don't get a lot of times where we can like talk to other men or talk to other guys, which is, which is why I valued this conversation we had yeah, yeah, today yeah, I did too, to is be because honest. we don't get a time to like 
<laughs> I just got a note from Sarah. <laughs> what did, oh, what's it say? It says, tell the people that you love me and I'm the best. <laughs> awesome. Do it. Do it now. Do it again and mean it with feeling. Eh. Um, <laughs> Logan. Larry Logan Macon Jr. You tell the people what Sarah said and I'm you enjoy it. I'm talking about porn it. right now. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Sarah, we love oh, yeah. you. You're the best. <laughs> Guys, yeah, like I was saying, we I really value the 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 conversation we had because like guys don't have that conversation. We don't have that conversation where it's like, hey, mm-hmm. something's like off. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have this experience? Like, what is going on? In a way that's like a safe way to have that conversation. In a way that's like, mm-hmm. you know, you can have like I get it. Not all of your not all the dudes you talk to, you can like have that type of conversation yeah, with. Know, yeah, like, we understand. But that's not because you shouldn't or you can't. It's because maybe your relationship with that dude is not developed that way, and that's fine. You know what I mean? But we need to be able to talk to each other, and we need to be able to talk to ourselves about like what it is we like, what it is we need, not just what we desire, but what we need, and not just what our our homies or our, or our dudes think is like desirable or whatever. Like it's your life, right? It's your life. It's your body. It's your dick. You need to like what you need to like for you. Yeah. Like nobody, like nobody else is going to live your life. Right. Nobody has to. Right. Nobody has to go around living your life. So you have to really figure out for yourself like don't be afraid to do that especially if you're a younger guy like figure out like what it is you actually like you might think you know what you like and i know a lot of people say that especially when you're young they say that to you you think you know it they're right like you have to like really and turn like find out if the thing you don't like is really you not liking it or is it just the people around you don't like it like if you if you like like if you like ugly women Maybe you well, like they're ugly, not ugly. Well, or you're saying they're attracted to the women they find unattractive, which is something I've never heard of before, but I guess possible. Is that what you're saying? I'm playing 3D chess over here. Keep up. Listen, if, <laughs> <laughs> if you like ugly women, like explore that shit. Like maybe that's for you and maybe that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you should be okay with that. Become okay with yourself. Become okay with the things you like. This this world is so big and it's full of so many different types of things going on. And as long as you're, like, not threatening your own life and you're being safe, you know, and you're being safe for others, like, you need to figure out what it is you like and you love and you, you need. That's just essential to life, period. Um yeah, I echo your statements before about Kevin Samuels. Like, it's easy to be the Kevin Samuels no, yeah. type figure. It's that's why his content is so universal. Is because it taps into our baser instincts. It taps into our prejudices about each that other. We do want to say, and yeah, it's a different conversation because we we do need to find a way to to get that out because it shouldn't stew in you. But that 
that wasn't it. That just wasn't it. Point no, period. no. It's like, that, and I think I want to talk about that sometime in the future. No, yeah, we should. There, that, that's a that's a definitely a good conversation to have. There's people that listen to that type of content because they're looking for guidance on an issue, you know, and it's hard, especially with like, quote unquote, woke type content mm -hmm. to like, listen to that if you are in a desperate situation, because it can be very, con like a lot of woke content, like condemns people, like it condemns you for how you are and who you are, but it doesn't necessarily it's not always constructive. Like a lot of that content is like content, like saying like, fuck people like Kevin Samuels, but not offering any solutions to the people about like, well, what should I do if I'm not supposed to be like this person? What yeah. should I do if I am like this person? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it doesn't give anybody any out or anything like that. And like, I, try to do that but like even i get caught up where i'm like you know and that i think that would be probably the only regret i have when i'm talking about content like that is that i think sometimes i focus so much on saying fuck the people who are being hateful that like i don't leave room in the imagination for people who are looking for guidance and solutions in other ways but maybe they're caught up with people like that you know what i mean mm -hmm. because what i'm doing is i'm like i'm anti this and i'm anti this this problem and that's great and good and all to be against the problem but like if you're not offering any type of solution for the problem you're just leaving stranded people stranded with the problem you know what i mean yeah, and so that's like true. that's what that is something that i do want to explore in the future is like what people can do instead of like, like when it comes to like, just like the conversation we had earlier, like what did, what do men do then if they're not supposed to talk to women the way Kevin Samuel says is okay, which, how should they talk instead? Like if they're not supposed to look at women in a certain way, how should they look at them? Like this idea of like a high value person, high value man, high value woman. I hate that thing because yeah. it doesn't like, your value doesn't come from like how much money you make, what type of car you drive, like, and all of those things get like added into it. And it's very low hanging fruit because it's like, we believe that shit. Like we believe, things. yeah, we believe that our value is dependent on whether or not we have a car and, and not. And it's just like, that's not where your value as a human being comes from. And the, and that's not how somebody as another human being trying to build a connection with you should value you. Exactly. You know? And so without saying that and just saying, you know, like, fuck Kevin Samuels, I do a disservice and anybody else does a disservice to you by not like saying that to you as well. You know yep. what I mean? So I do, I think in like later episodes, I think it's building to that anyways, but I do want to talk about that. You know yeah, what I mean? We definitely should. We definitely should. Um, as always, if you like the show, share the show. <laughs> Why'd you look at me like that? I didn't. I, I just so happened to make a face when you did that. I was actually <laughs> no, just like As looking. soon as I did that. Yeah, yeah, my fault. If you like the show, share the show. Um, like the show or whatever, you know, whatever you like to do. With the show. I don't give a fuck anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> episode 50, baby. Yeah, episode 50. <laughs> we'll give no fucks no more. All right? Go do whatever the fuck you want then. Yeah. I, like, Man, we catch you outside with that shit, players. This, you know what? Yes. Episode, this is what I do want to say before we go. This is episode 50. 
Thank you so much for the people who've been here since the first day and like who've listened to us and like all of you who like come to me and like say, Oh, I listen to the show and like you guys want to talk to me about shit I say say on the show. It's crazy. It's it's insane. And like it's weird it's weird to me when I don't know the person or I do know the person. It's it's so crazy to me. Um like to even like and it's not like a lot of people, but it's like enough to be like, this is weird. Like, you know, like like to be like, why are you listening to me? But like I enjoy that like you guys enjoy the show. And I'm always trying to look for ways to like push the show more. And I think that that's that's where we're trying to go and that's where we're going with it. You know what I mean? And so yep. like this being episode 50 is like crazy. Cause in my head, this is where I was trying to get to all year. Like this mm-hmm. was supposed to be like a year's worth of shows, this show, but like, you know, we have holidays and stuff and that like delays us. But like, this is crazy to me that we, I even have 50 episodes when like I said from the beginning, most shows can't get past five. So like from five to now, like when I got to six, I was like, I felt like I was Whoa. at 50. And now I'm at 50 and I feel like I'm at 100. So it's crazy. We've been consistent. We've you know what I mean? And it's Sean. It's, so thank you guys Sean. for listening. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for uh, subscribing. And thank you for doing all the things that good fans do and that you are. Like the engagement that you do with the show and everything. Thank you for that. Um I don't think I have anything else but to say uh, have a good day, have a good night, have a good weekend, have a good uh, Kendrick album Listen. month. Yes, forever. Have Do a that. good Kendrick era um, because Do that's that. what this is. We are in the Enjoy era of Kendrick the again. Enjoy yeah. the rain. Enjoy mm. the reign of the king. He's back. Um, return of the king. Um <sighs> Yes. Enjoy, enjoy. If this is the podcast you use to fall asleep, enjoy the somber sounds of our voice. Um, mm-hmm. Say bye to the people, Mitch. I'm sore and want to go home. I love y'all, but I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> he work hard for the money. <laughs> um, this has been episode 50 of the of the Milk and Toast podcast. I've been your stuttering host, Logan. And I'm your talent, Mitchell. We're out. Bye. Bye.